Millburgers Gardening South Texas is sponsored by Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. Ready? It's time for Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. And good afternoon. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM. The answer, Milton Wick, along with Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, sitting on the porch here at Millburgers at 1604 and Bull Road. And we're ready to help you with your gardening issues or just talk gardening with you. The number to call, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, and toll-free, it's 866-308-8867, the number to call to be a part of the show. All right, or you can come by here in person. Yeah. Trace will be back in a a little while. He's got more weird and wacky plants that he's featuring this week, so we'll talk about that. uh, Well, and there's lots of plants that aren't weird and wacky. Yes, lots of normal. Look at that, those dwarf ruellia over there, wonderful ground cover. And the uh, new new gold lantana, pretty hard to be. And for your butterfly people, they've got a supply of about uh, three or four different kinds of zinnias that really are top-notch nectar plants plus and they're on sale yeah and they're re- in full bloom they're beautiful yeah and uh, of course there's milkweed and miss flower uh there is uh, a few porterweed just <laughs> i don't want to overstate because uh, they're not not many i expect we'll be getting more this next week, but uh, yeah, but we had uh, the blue and uh, the red dwarf red. And yeah, they'll be back. As I walk through the nursery, guess what? The thing that has most blooms on it, gold star esperanza. No, no, oh. thryalis. Oh, it's yellow. Well, and the blooms are teeny. And uh, <laughs> but the over overall oh, man, together, this, this nursery they got a lot of plants, and uh, in my yard the thoralis has more blooms than yeah than Esperanza yeah. at this point too. Hey, but, uh, and they'll bloom all summer long. And, and the deer s- won't eat Anything else special about them? No, they're not on sale. I can't remember. Was that last week? You uh, no. check. Let me look. I think it was. Chris is on the line in the meantime at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Hi, Chris. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? I always enjoy listening to y'all, fellas. Y'all have awesome energy. and it's, I sit back, drink a beer, and just listen to y'all. Y'all are awesome. Oh, thank you. That's because we got, had a beer before we got on the air. Yeah. No, that's not <laughs> true. You had whiskey. Calvin had some. Yeah, Calvin had a little scotch. And, uh, no, yeah. wash him up. I was so. No, I'm sorry. Irish whiskey. Irish whiskey. I apologize, Calvin. Yeah. <laughs> What's going I on, Chris? I uh, I just uh just sitting around, just hanging out. I just got done planting some uh, uh, Arizona ash, but uh, um, we, I don't know why I did that. We don't really have luck in the area for that uh, here in the south side of San Antonio. 
Um, <clears throat> stupid. It might seem like a dumb question, but why is that? Why, why don't we have luck with Arizona Ash? Well, it, re- it requires a lot of attention. You actually can have a nice tree, but it uh, you got to keep. It dies after a few years. Yeah, you gotta, well, you got to keep at it, uh, pruning, too, if you want a nice shape. Because I always found that they uh, they got kind of twisty, and they got the yeah the vascular systems kind of got cracked or blocked. But I got. Are they one, native to Arizona? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, well, well, Arizona ash has, has basically kind of cycled out of the uh, planting area. Used to, the home builders Fast would, would plant uh, two Arizona ashes and uh, five shrubs around the plant, around the tr- around the house, and so entire subdivisions were filled with Arizona ash. Well, after about 20 years, they started to uh, get too big and uh, and die. They started dying. Well, anthracnose. Is it anthracnose that they get? They get yeah, on? that gets some of the leaves. Yeah. Um, but, they, yeah, I think they're... And that's exactly what happened to to, um, to, uh, to uh, several of ours here in the backyard. And, uh, and uh, once my friend said, once the wood... Woodpeckers get to it. It means that they're eating the larvae, and the tree's basically kind of dead. Is that kind of true? Is that a myth? Yeah, your friend's yeah. right on the money. Yeah, that's right. It is a. It's a. <laughs> you brought. I'm glad you brought that up on the wildlife. <laughs> now, the, I guess the reason they were selected is that they are grow fast growers. Yeah, that's but, right. But uh, they also produce a seed in the middle of summer that's popular with seed-eating birds, and then that. That uh, woodpecker cycle, oh, and yeah. when they start that decline, it really, really makes them attractive. So why did you plant more after you lost the one in the backyard? Because he drinks all that beer. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I think, Don't uh, pick on Chris. He was that, nice to you. That was after a few that's beers. Good, that he that's, said, a good, that's a good question. Yeah. My, mom was, my mom was sitting around. My sister and my mom, they ganged up on me. They're like, you feel like planting something? I was like, hey, yeah. There you go. Well, tell them, tell them though, if you manage it right, it, it has longer life and uh, uh, looks pretty good. That's like hitting hitting your hand with a hammer while you're building something, and then uh, you, you enjoy that so much you just do it again. Fellas, it's always good to hear y'all, and it's always good to talk to you. I appreciate y'all so much. Thanks, man. Yeah, when did, how long has the Arizona ashes been planted? Uh, well, believe it or not, I just planted it like, uh, before I, before the show kind of deal. But the other ones, the other ones, they've been uh, y'all, y'all hit it on the money as well. They've been there for twenty years, and after the twenty year mark, uh, huh. you know, yeah. that's the way off. I'm talking about the it. new ones. You haven't planted the new ones yet. No, not yet. Just, I don't just think. this one. Just this one. Just this one. But uh, what, oh. what other what other recommendations do you have for some good uh, uh, long long term uh, shade trees? Oh gosh, we got anything, a long... anything but Arizona. Uh, <laughs> we got uh, Mex- Mexican oak as a white. Yeah, uh, Mexican oak's a good one and it's a little different. And uh, let's see, bur oak is really interesting, but uh, that that's that can be. What about uh, pecan? 
Yeah. No, good Lord, no. They get so big and they drop those branches all the time. Uh, you, need, you, you need to either drink more beer or let your parents, uh, mother and wife make us a tree decision. Yeah, and if you want to be real unpopular, you have your, your pecan with the aphids yeah. dripping, dripping uh, honeydew on the, on the cars. Oh, my God. Well, aren't there aren't there a lot of pecans in your neighborhood? There, there's some. There, there, there is some. Yes. Okay. But, uh, uh, more, but like you said, uh, more Arizona ash than anything. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. But uh, uh, yeah, what, what a, a lot, a lot of good what, oaks. Switching gears. What, what, uh, what do y'all think about? Uh, we have, uh, we have a. Uh, my mom has a plant here, and it smells beautiful. That night blooming jasmine. Yeah, right. Yeah. It's, In fact, yeah. the nursery here has uh, got them on sale, emphasizing. Yeah, yeah. just featuring them, yeah. I don't yeah. know if they're on sale. I kind of grow, grown to like them. Uh, yeah. I, I always thought of them as kind of temperamental and uh, fragrance overwhelming, but if you, do, if you don't have it right in by <laughs> your front door and uh, if you don't expect them to be the most attractive landscape plant in your in yeah. your landscape they, they they do fine and they're real where are they they're native good. to the, those night blooming yeah where are they native where, to where? oh I, i'm not sure where they're native to um well, by the way i'm sure somebody in our audience will know yeah give us a call right. yeah. they can call us, us and tell us but yeah thank you so much guys thanks chris Thanks for the nice Thank word. Good luck, so Chris. I'm, 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 I'm going to listen to the... Yeah, keep drinking. I'm a, I'm a, uh, exactly. Hey, and check out my YouTube channel, The Random Blind Guy. No. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Chris. You take care. Bye-bye. You too. Thank you. All right. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. The Thrialis, the thrialis is on center. Sarah. On sale. Okay. Three-gallon containers. Regularly, twenty four ninety nine, Milton. That's almost, almost twenty five. Yeah, practically, but it's not. On sale for nineteen eighty eight. Wow! And these these plants will make an instant splash in your uh, landscape. And you plant you can plant them directly. They don't take. No. Oh, oh. It doesn't. They don't have to have super good soil or no. raised beds or anything, and they won't miss a step. You know, you just Uh-oh. take them, they're in full bloom, they look really good, you plant them in full sun. They'll keep blooming all yeah. summer. Yeah, you, ne- next year they'll, be, they'll bloom again next summer. So uh, uh, the nursery's full of those things, full bloom. And uh, they're another one, another plant that the uh, hummingbirds and butterflies and uh, bees really like. Oh, yeah. And the deer won't eat them, that's the important thing. Yeah, the, we don't, I don't even think we've ever had a, I better not say this, but I don't think we've had a report of uh, deer even Nuh-uh. messing with them or tasting them. Uh-uh. They must have a odor about them, or I've never ever eaten any. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, since he's gotten old and he's not yeah, filming the TV, he doesn't, yeah, he doesn't, doesn't anything. do anything. <laughs> Daylilies occasionally, but yeah. that's about it. And another exciting thing they've got for sale is Lynn's Legacy Sinisa. Uh, yeah. After Lynn Lowry, the great plantsman. Uh, it's a Texas sage, and it's blue. That's that's what's so 
they don't even talk about that being blue in the in the right up here on uh, Texas Superstar. But uh, it's a te- it's a Texas Superstar too. And if you uh, if you, uh, I've heard some people say, well, Texas Sage, some of the selections are can be pretty leggy. Yeah, uh, right. But uh, Lynn's Lowry, that the Lowry legacy, nice, nice, uh, rounded, soft. Yeah, mm-hmm. disciplined looking. Oh, here, Jerry, there, somebody walking nope, through somebody with Thrallis. Someone listen to you. I'm telling you, those, <laughs> they they've got Thrallis all all around. I walked in from the front, and they've got Thrallis by uh, by roses and uh, hibiscus and everything right there at the entrance, and it's out blooming them all. I mean, it's solid yellow bloom. And they call it Showers of Gold mm-hmm. is, a, is a common name for it. Uh, it, ha- it let's see, that's not, but, but it, uh, Durant's the one that has the berries in the yeah. fall. Yeah, the blue, the, well, the blue flower or the white flower, and then has those uh, yellow berries. Yeah. And the, bir- the birds uh, eventually eat those, yeah. One thing I was excited about as I walked in the front, was um, they've got my favorite hibiscus on sale. You know that uh, all this is a perennial or hardy hibiscus. Oh, which one? Uh, Flare. Oh, really? It's got the what I consider the best hibiscus on the market. This uh, is this is the non-red flare. You're right, right. You got the red flare. Yeah, the the the. Several color versions of the yeah of the flare, and Jerry and I s- spent uh, a couple years talking about <laughs> mine, and I kept saying, oh, I, "That really is red to no. me, red to me." And Jerry says, "No, it's not. It's off red." Well, it turned out I've got the it's the almost variation. a hot pink. Yeah, but uh, yeah, there's a there was a red flare. Now we never put red flare on the market. I never did get it on the market. This is because this is, the the uh, regular flare, uh, the hot pink one, it was also uh, was also uh, had the characteristics of being a smaller plant than more grande, which it was competing with at the time, and uh, it also uh, was more adapted to uh, mm-hmm. soil condition. Than more grande and some of the other ones, and Lord, one called Lord Baltimore, which was uh, which was uh, made a Texas superstar. Over my objections, by the way, really, because I wanted there was a uh, all all of these are from uh, Doctor McFadden, Sam McFadden, out of. Uh, out of Somerville, Tennessee, from my hometown, and uh, the uh, he had one called Red River, which was a uh, dark, dark, velvety red, and uh, I got outvoted when we came to voting for the the red. Because Lord Baltimore, which is the most common red in the United States, I guess, uh, is a brighter red, 
and also more available on the market than uh, than Red Flare was. Well, I mean, Red uh, Red River was. But that means that they uh, they were listening to George Wexler, huh? <laughs> one of the one of the. No, factors. believe it or not, the one the person that I talked me was Greg Grant. Really. <laughs> Uh, and for for the reasons that I just gave, uh, the, they were uh-huh. as more commonly known. Was Greg was Greg in the extension service? Yeah, at that time? yeah. Oh, okay. And on the uh, uh, superstar committee. You know that the one I, the, the flare I have is just a, I think of it just like a blooming machine. You know, it's a, you kind of he can, it's off there in the backyard and. You mean the flare? Yeah, flare. I'm sorry. Okay. And uh, sticks way up there in those big red. Oh yeah. Those red blooms, constant. And, and the the neat thing about the flare series, there's also a peppermint flare. I think we've had a peppermint flare. Yeah, here I think so too. At, at in the past, and that was a sport off of flare, and it had the it had the uh, and has the regular uh, characteristics of a of a, the original flare, meaning that it's shorter and uh, and and more, much more adapted than uh, than some of the taller varieties. More, most uh, like uh, more grande, which is getting harder and harder to find. Uh, I didn't look and see if they had any more grande. I doubt if they did, but uh, it's the one that has the largest flower. But uh, it can it f- fills up with it produces a lot of seed, which don't come back true. But if you find a seed on a flare, it'll have pods on it, but they'll be seedless. And so it's it's a sterile it's a semi-sterile plant. But every now and then you'll find a seed. Mm-hmm. If you collect that seed. And uh, and plant that seed, you will get pretty close to the original flare, and it'll be a, a new selection. It'll be a different selection. I guess I I got mine from Master Gardener Dorothy Weedy, and I guess I, I she was kind of involved. With, yeah. With the development of uh, yeah Dorothy f- uh, flare. So I mean I could have one of the weird one of the weird or a variation. You could have because of a. She, she's distributing her uh <laughs> You'll have to plants. bring Is yours blooming now? Oh, gosh, yes. Oh, is it? Uh, bring us a couple of flowers one week, week again. Uh, they, uh, like I said, doc, Dr. McFadden in Somerville, um, he's passed away now, but uh, he gave me all the information that I, uh, and helped me write the article on... Uh, in fact, he wrote most of the article uh, that's on plantanswers.com under uh, hibiscus, uh, listing under the word hibiscus. And uh, he, <laughs> he was a good breeder, uh, but he was not a promoter. And, uh, and he, he just casually told me about, you can take a hibiscus bloom off of the plant did not not leaving a stem or anything else in the early morning and put it on a 
on a uh, table without water, and it'll stay open all day, closed down at, at, at night. If you want to have them for a party at night, you put them in the refrigerator and keep them cool, and oh. they'll stay open longer at night. So if you're, if you're like he, our last listener and <laughs> you want to have a drinking beer with your friends, yeah. you can put them in the refrigerator. Yeah, there, there you go. go. And uh, <laughs> so I, I told him, I said, do you realize what a wonderful flower that is? To give to the uh, homebound or, or people in the hospital because it'll stay open for almost all day and then you can throw it away at the end of the day. And uh, he never had emphasized that with uh, perennial hibiscus. But uh, that's uh, my mother was ill at that time and bedridden and every morning I would go out and get her some... Uh, hibiscus bloom and put on her her uh, furniture which I dare not put water on and uh, she got to enjoy those uh, a lot but anyway uh, that flare hibiscus is available now I don't think it's on sale and I know it's not on sale but uh, flare hibiscus is available and that's the one I recommend now- there's other hibiscus here too, right? At the um, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, uh, we need to I take was so a... excited about the flare, I yeah. didn't didn't look at the others. Yeah. <laughs> we need to take a quick break. While we do, uh, give me a call or give us a call at two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up live from Millburgers Landscape Nursery sixteen zero four on Bull Forty Road. Come on by and visit with us or call us at two one zero. 308-8867. More in a moment on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Hey, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road, and this is a You'll Save on Weekend. What do I mean by that? Well, listen to this. You'll save on super special Job's tree and shrub fertilizer spikes. Nine spikes, regularly $10.99, now just $1.88 while supplies last. You'll save on crepe myrtles in the number three and number five containers, regularly $24.99, now just $18.88. You'll save on the beautiful Lynn's Legacy Sinisa, now on sale in the number five container for just $18.88. You're beginning to understand? You'll save on Theralis. This Texas superstar in the number three container is just $19.88. You'll save on Mexican Bird of Paradise. And all salvias in the number one container are just $4.88. You'll save on Lantana, Dwarf Mexican Petunia, Zinnias, and much, much more. At Milberger's Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Bullfordy Road. When I look in the mirror, he's right there in my eyes, staring back at me. And I realize the older I get, the more I can see how much he loves my mother and my brother and me. And it did the best that he could. And I only hope when I have my own family, every day I see. Oh, 
And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Happy Father's Day out there. They forgot to, uh, got so busy talking about stuff, they forgot to mention that. Hey, I want to mention Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control. Again, if there's something bothering you in your house or if it's ants, uh, ants are really busy, or it could be roaches or termites that you're worried about. Uh, it could be rodents, uh, whatever it is. You know what it is. Uh, but we may not know that you can go to one place to help you out. That's Spider-Man Pest Control, Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control. Uh, he's been the web of protection for homeowners and businesses in San Antonio since 1976. He is Warren Remy. And if you go to GoSpiderManPest.com, GoSpiderManPest.com, you'll learn about all the things they do and the Care mosquito trapping system that we use here at Mill Burgers and Disney World uses it in the city of Florida and uh, Warren brought it in last year, and now a lot of folks are doing it. But uh, if you want to go to the place that's, uh, well, that brought it into San Antonio and knows all about it, knows how to use it, that place is Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control. 210-656-3721. 210-656-3721. Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control on the web at GoSpiderManPest.com. Um. Neil Ferry in, today, in yesterday's paper also put in his vote for hardy hibiscus, what we call hardy or perennial hibiscus. That's the one you don't have to take in, take in every uh, every winter because uh, it naturally dies down in the fall when the days get shorter. Uh, it, it it died back to the ground, and you cut it off at the ground, and then it re-sprouts. Uh, he got a question, that says, Can this type of hibiscus be rooted from cuttings? I've never seen one this large. Uh, like the more grande hibiscus get uh, <laughs> 12, 15 feet tall. I mean, they're a huge thing. Hmm. Have to cut them with a... Cut them with a chainsaw and get them out <laughs> with a bulldozer. Uh, anyway, uh, Neil answers says a hardy hibiscus, also called rose mallows. Rose mallows. You know why they call them mallows, Miller? Have you ever had uh, marshmallows? Okay. I, I've had that, marshmallows. That's, that's the that's the original mallow in uh, marshmallow. Huh? We, we, I, how do you prepare I, it? I grew up uh, I grew up calling them mallows. Yeah, me too. Marshmallow, <laughs> but it's from mallows, and huh. uh, they use a root extract. They grind the root up. Oh, how cool! The original ones. Okay. Because I, th- I think we have a patch- package that we put in now. I, I can't do that with my uh, yeah my hibiscus. I can. You can do that. Okay. And let your wife Just try don't it, do first. it with, Don't do it with your oleander, no. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Anyway, uh, also called rose mallows, are eager to have a chance to grow in your garden. Ain't that right? Yes, they can be rooted from cuttings during the growing season. Now, the caveat to that is, uh, the the if you if you've got an established uh, hardy hibiscus or rosemallow, uh, they'll you cut them to the ground in the fall, 
the early winter. And uh, they send up uh, new growth, new sprouts at this time of the year. And they're, they're kind of like asparagus sprouts. They're, they grow fast. If the best cuttings you'll get will be after that uh, sprout or new shoot uh, begins to leaf out, uh, branch out, and you can take take the new cut new wood from the tips of the uh, uh, new growth, and then to handle it like you would a rose. Now, is this are we talking July or August, or when are we when when do we usually cut those back? Yeah, uh, the the key to them is uh, is get them done before the end of July. Because if you don't, if you if you get them, <laughs> you miss the boom. If, if you get them later, you might root them, but very seldom will they uh, will they live will they come back next year. When you root them later than uh, hmm. end of July, because they're they're they too are sensitive to that doe length day length dormancy, and uh, they just won't come back. The root will be alive and everything is, but it won't put up that new shoot. I guess I guess the the crown dies. So I, I always trusted uh, Dr. McFadden for not figuring out why they won't sprout. Uh-huh. Um, but to, for for the audience, there, the key here is the timing. So kind of put that note down there. Easy, easy to root, but yeah, you, you got to get it before the end of July if you're going to have a permanent, long-term new plant. Yeah, Neil says that's how specific se- selections are propagated. And then Neil says, or you can grow mixtures from seeds sown in very early spring in pots, then transplanted into the garden once soils become warm. I'm not familiar with that. They came out with a, a seed of a, of a, a hibiscus and a, a ball, company, ball seed company did. But... Uh, they weren't stable. In other words, they weren't nearly as nice as the ones uh, propagated from cutting. But uh, the, the rooting from cutting is the best way to go. And not, it's not very hard either. So. Yeah, or you can, if you got an older plant, you can dig it in uh, late, fa- late fall and right. split the root, uh, root division, we call it. Like uh, what was that? Oh, that ornamental grass, purple leaf. That ornamental. Yeah, right, grass. right. The same thing for that. Yeah. But it, it it got great big roots, and uh, you just dig the whole clump up. Don't worry about to get a bunch of roots, and it'll pop right out of the ground because the clump is like I say, a clump. It's all together, and then take your shovel and split split the clump. And I usually do it into four sections. Once across, once to the side, and then and make sure you have part of that uh, growing point. And uh, the plant won't cry either. No, no, no. It'll be dormant. (laughs) It's asleep. So this is surgery while it's asleep. (laughs) I can I can see gardeners kind of staring at it and trying to figure out (laughs) how it'll hurt at least with a shovel cut. You will not. You will not 
kill it. You, you, uh, especially if it's a big clump. So hey, uh, give that a try. We have David on the line at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Hi there, David. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? No, not too bad. Okay. Hey, just like your uh, previous caller, hey, me too. I enjoy having a beer and lighting up the barbecue pit and uh, listening to y'all guys. Y'all are. We got to tell uh, Trace yeah. to get a get a tap here. I bet we get, <laughs> we get much more. I bet we get better as you have more beers. Is that correct? <laughs> well, don't answer that, Chris. Right. Or don't answer that, David. <laughs> hey, what's uh, up, David? I have. Um, purchased some Meyer lemons and good man they got attacked by the grackles and uh are they still going to be good because they they pecked them pretty good and i mean they didn't get to the flesh but yeah that's all that's only skin deep that that only uh, disfigures them so to speak but uh they usually don't get into the to the flesh yeah and you into the Usually they get the ones that are on the one side or the easiest place on the outside of the plant. Did they get a lot more, a lot of them? Yeah, they got quite a bit, but when they mm. got me some, uh, some netting and I finally covered them. And uh, yeah. I'm hoping that'll keep them away. Did, did you notice they were all grackles? All uh, well, black, when, black grackles? Yeah, because when I came outside, they were all on the tree, and they all flew away, and I was like, I had no there idea. There you go. Gonna... And they're all and, juvenile. Uh, yeah, 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 there you go. Yeah. <laughs> they're all that brown, light brown color. Yeah, they're ugly little things, but... Uh... No, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> hey, also, yeah, I know... Uh, netting the... is probably the only way to suggest... to, to uh, did. They, they usually get the fruit when it's very small. Yeah. Well, and your fruit, yeah. your fruit should turn out. I mean, it won't be pretty, but it yeah certainly usable. It'll be edible. Yeah. Hey, also, I and we're, we're show, a, I oh, go ahead. Calvin's uh, hypothesizing that they're getting some kind of uh, oils from uh, almost, nutrients from yeah. that skin. Well, it almost looks like a ritual they go through. You know, like it's uh, anointing. Uh, a little bit of the, you know, of course, the chemistry of the of, of a young lemon is pretty potent. Yeah. So it could be, have some relationship <laughs> to uh, preventing insects or even a uh, bird disease. Who knows? Yeah. So it's, a, it's kind of a, that's another interesting story. I think Calvin ought to do more research on yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> but the problem with it, they don't continuously eat. They fly in. And uh, then they may not fly in for another well, week or two, but but then they fly in. Well, in your experience, David, is is pretty unusual. You got a pr- good view of them. Oh yeah, I got good pictures of them. Yeah, well, but he did. Oh, too. David, yeah, he David. Saw fly but I was going to tell David about. We we're sitting here for <laughs> s- several years. We debated about. Whether that could be true on the grackles and, <laughs> and you know, and everybody. Uh, Even though everybody was telling us yeah. that was true. And then here we had these uh, lemons out in display here, and in came the flock of, for, for like two weeks. The, the, the young grackles were in there doing exactly what the, that the experts claimed. And they were so close to the porch 
I couldn't take a picture of him with yeah. my camera. David, you were going to say something, too. We, we, we... Oh, yeah. On a previous show, I heard you all talking about uh, Japanese uh, maples. Well, my daughters, they got turtles, and they outgrew their tank. So I'm going to make them a uh, pond outside. You know, nothing big, maybe a five-by-six pond. And uh, it's going to be under, it's going to be maintenance because it's going to be under a huge country. And I wanted to plant uh, like a tree under there. And I remember y'all talking about maples that they would do fairly well with some shade. I need like a small tree by the pond, you know, kind of looking nice. And I heard maybe maple might, you know, kind of look nice by the little pond. Yeah, it would if it would grow and live. It's so, yeah, it's so temperamental. You'll be spending. I have a lot of effort trying to keep it alive. There's got to be, let's see, um, Mexican it's plum. There's got to be something under a, because, man, my big country is, like, massive, and uh, yeah. anything that I'm going to put under there is going to be under some decent shade. Mex- Mexican plum might be one, though, although they they are dan- pretty dense, so yeah. that might not be the best. Uh, you could try the Japanese maple. Yeah. Uh, you gonna? What kind of soil are they going to be growing in? Is a native soil under there, or are you gonna make some soil? Well, I'm here by. Uh, uh, I'm real close to Cherry Ridge and 410, so I guess that's top black soil, pretty much. Mm, yeah, you might. For for any kind of success, you might have to make a make an, uh, a. Con- even a container or a yeah, you might want to uh, put them in large containers and like a uh, put, a, put them put them in a, uh, yeah well twenty gallon. Uh, they sell some plastic containers here uh, at Millburgers and wow. uh, sink the container, sink the container in the ground all the way where you can't see the top of the container anymore. Right. And uh, and then fill it full of a uh, sphagnum based uh, potting mix. Uh, so do I, something that, do I that is them, acidic. Would I cut like a massive hole on the bottom of that container so the roots might go through it, or you want the roots contained? No, you want the roots contained. But you do oh, okay. want drainage. Yeah, you got to have drainage. Right. Yeah, so you have right. smaller holes there, but you don't don't have that great big hole so that that. Alkaline soil has that yeah. quicker influence. And every time like, you fertilize it, use a water-soluble mirror-acid fertilizer. So I guess uh, my next question is, uh, I know y'all are, were talking about them, and I believe the last time I heard y'all do carry them. y'all have any now, or is that something that <laughs> comes in? I think they do, but we'll check. Uh, yeah, we'll check the trace when it runs by. Okay. Yeah. And, well, yeah, I'll you can keep just listening to the radio, and uh, okay. if y'all mention it, I'll be yeah. listening. The important anyway. thing is to keep. Uh, the important thing is to keep drinking. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. I think he's right, got well. it. Yeah, and this. Thanks, is, David. This you is a care. teetotaler that's yeah. telling you that. Here. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thanks hey, a lot, guys. You take Bye. care, man. And you can call the nursery too at four nine seven three seven six zero. To uh, also uh, find out if they've got the name. We'll try. No, we'll, try we'll try to try remember. To, yeah, yeah, we'll try. Hey, uh, James is on the line at two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. What's going on, James? 
Hey, this is kind of a follow-up question, but the uh, the conversation on the mallow hibiscus, I was yeah. the one that was in there that had the same uh, issue or demise that Milton's did. Um, I had the uh, Lord Baltimore uh, told you just fingers sprouted and then it just withered away. So it's gone. So when I was in Millburgers on Monday, I picked up the flare and, and the picture. All looks right. Yeah. I want to put it in the. I want to put it in the same hole. But when you, you had told me that you thought maybe it was just a weak plant, and it probably was, but I have it in full sun, and it's surrounded by a concrete side and driveway on two sides, and it's in the sand, the full hot sun. And the one last year, it bloomed well, it just didn't come back. Now, the lady uh, that helped me pick out my other plants at Millburgers, older lady, real nice, she told me, and she could be right, that I smothered it because I mulched it heavily last fall and over the winter so is it possible i cut all the oxygen out is why it died i just want no. i don't want to lose this. i don't want to lose this new one no they, they die oh. in the fall they die back on the fall regardless of what oh. you do but, uh, so okay. it didn't suffocate yeah uh, jerry can you think of any any other cause uh it wouldn't be soggy. It wouldn't be soggy. Could it's be root sandy. Rot. It's sandy though, sandy yeah. soil. So that's well, sand. And I got it planted right next to literally a foot from a water spigot. So I watered a lot during the summer oh, because great. it needed it. it needed that's great. So you think maybe I potted the roots by watering it too much? No, not in the sand. Along fallow, yeah, uh, mallow, mallow hibiscus. Grow best in standing water. Yeah, in the mud. Yeah, they're, okay. they're good uh, water uh, garden plants. That might, the, the okay. fact that the, the sand might be an issue if it was a weaker plant. Yeah. Uh, I would go, I'd go ahead and try that flare in the same hole. Yeah, it's it's an ideal spot. If it'll take the hot, hot, I'm talking the hot sun. With the concrete and uh, the southeast wind, prevalent wind, so I got to water it. And it yeah, bloomed no, last no, year. So no yeah. problem if you water it. Okay, I'll give this flare a shot. Yeah. Should I plant it now no. or wait till the fall? No, plant it now. Well, it's too hot already today. Next Saturday morning. <laughs> <laughs> Early next Saturday. You, you haven't Thank started you. drinking, have you, James? I, I actually just twisted the top off my first long oh, right. <laughs> waiting for my waiting for my cater barbecue to show up. Oh, oh nice. No. We need to get a new sponsor for this show. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks, James. You take care. Hey, we got to take a quick break while we do. Give us a call. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up on 930 AM, The Answer. Hey, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Bull Road, and this is a You'll Save on Weekend. What do I mean by that? Well, listen to this. You'll save on Super Specials Job's Tree and Shrub Fertilizer Spikes. Nine spikes, regularly $10.99, now just $1.88 while supplies last. You'll save on Grape Myrtles in the number three and number five containers, regularly $24.99, now just $18.88. You'll save on the beautiful 
Bolin's Legacy Sinisa, now on sale in the number five container for just eighteen eighty-eight. You're beginning to understand. You'll save on Theralis. This Texas superstar in the number three container is just nineteen eighty-eight. You'll save on Mexican Bird of Paradise, and all salvias in the number one container are just four eighty-eight. You'll save on Lantana, Dwarf Mexican Petunia, Zinnias, and much, much more at Milberger's Landscape Nursery, sixteen oh four on Boulevardy Road. I think I'll color this man father. I think I'll color him love. Said I'm gonna color him father. I think I'll color the man love. And more Father's Day music. Happy Father's Day again from everybody here at Milberger's. 9.30 a.m. The Answer, especially Al over there at the station, wishing everybody happy uh, Father's Day. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, and toll-free, it's 866-308-8867. I got the mushroom, the cucumber pictures from... Uh, yeah, did you get them on your phone, or did yeah, you get the email? I got an email. Okay. And uh, got two of them, and good pictures of Billy's uh, cucumbers that he's growing. Those are slicers. Those are good. And uh, you said you were getting some uh, calls on cucumbers. Uh, yeah, the or, cucumbers. Or uh, I, th- I think the the yield overall has been great this spring. Yeah. But people were starting to see uh, oh. Plants that didn't uh, get the full size and they'd yellow and they'd be a little odd shaped and everything. And I was, I was saying, you know, diseases and insects might be secondary in there, but that mostly I thought it was. Uh, we're getting pretty near the end of the season on cucumbers. We're yeah, hot 90, 90 plus weather is not always. But then we had Billy <laughs> that they look like they're just. Planted in uh, yeah May first or something, <laughs> mm-hmm. and his was in is a container, in a large container too. But uh, what happens to cucumbers about this time of the year? Like you say, the plant uh, peters out, go gets yellow, and uh, then the fruit. Uh, this is about the time of the year that we start getting calls from people that says my. Cucumbers crossed with my cantaloupe. Yeah. And they made round fruit. Huh. Or, or, round cucumbers? Know, yes. Yeah. Uh, and then that's those are ones especially get yellow. Yeah, right, right. They get yeah, they get ripen faster, turn yellow. But uh what's happening there, a, uh, a cucumber to develop length and develop its full length. And size, every seed has to be pollinated. Well, when it get, turns hot, I, I don't think the bees take a holiday, but the pollen uh, is not viable as long. And so uh, they don't get properly pollinated, hmm. uh, which usually occurs uh, early in the morning. So if they miss it early in the morning... Uh, they won't get fully pollinated, and they turn into a round structure uh, with a little tip on it. That's a, that's that's a good story because that kind of uh, explains shows a mechanism. When yeah, it's one thing to say, well, it's too hot for the plant, 
But then when you can describe the mechanism where the heat affects, yeah. uh, specifically affects the plant, that's really pretty uh, interesting. Yeah. The uh, watermelons do the same thing. Anything that's elongated, uh, uh, like cucumbers and uh, uh, watermelons, that's one of the reasons that uh, a lot of the growers don't grow the uh, lo- the long uh, uh, Jubilees one yeah. and uh, a Charleston Gray or something. Yeah. Charleston Gray, that's what I was trying yeah. to think of. Uh, another one that will show blossom in rot. Well, that's the way it exemplifies itself on a on a watermelon. Is uh, like blossom in rot on tomatoes. But that's uh, inadequate pollination causes that. Do uh, indirectly from the heat. Yeah, right, right. Well, I always, I always, when we talk about that, the watermelon failing, I always, I always remember, you know, my peach orchard. I was diversifying, so I had planted blueberries, and they were pretty successful. Then I planted a whole field of watermelons. All right. And gosh, they looked good. They were big, and you know, I had a roadside stand and everything. So then I got to t- to start checking them out, and uh, uh, seemed like every single one of them, the raccoons had had opened a little hole in there and cleaned <laughs> it, cleaned it out. So I had all these nice. Oh no! With nothing, in, nothing in there. I was uh, uh, very, very much uh, <laughs> angry with the, uh, angry with the raccoons, and they, they they knew it. So I never I never caught any of them. Yeah, the the uh, the problem in in South Texas or Central Texas is that the coyotes get them. Uh, and, uh, and you go out into a, a watermelon field when they're, when they're just getting ready to turn red and you see scratches on the, on the melon where the, where the coyote has, uh, uh scratched the melon to see if it's right. Uh-huh. And uh, a lot of those that they scratched weren't right, so they left them alone. Then they'd come back later, and when the watermelon was ripe, and bust them open and eat the center out. So they they broke them. So yeah, it was they broke more them. obvious. Yeah, very broke them. Huh. But uh, that's the problem down here. But uh, we've always discussed what does that scratch indicate? Does that mean the the coyote is thumping the melon, or yeah, I was wondering or, that or using the using the uh, Paul to check the pressure, you know, to check the softness of the melon. We know. I don't know. I know if anybody's ever figured that out. I bet you Dennis has. <laughs> Dennis, email us. What's the theory on the watermelon and the coyotes? <laughs> you putting a lot of pressure on Dennis. Dennis doesn't mind. He's up to that. <laughs> he sent us uh, tougher things than this. Uh, we were talking yesterday about. Uh, Kevin's wonderful article on uh, planting for the fall and uh, getting rid of some of the old tomato plants that may be uh, contaminated by spider mites. And uh, Neil 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 Sparrow always writes about when you got spider mites, contact your local nurseman, uh, certified nurseman, excuse me, 
and uh, he'll tell you what will get rid of those spider mites. Well, I need to contact him, too, because <laughs> I haven't figured out figure, a figure way. Uh, Dr. Stein, Larry Stein and I have not figured out a way to get rid of spider mites in the greenhouse or outdoors. Yeah. Except take all the leaves off, which you can't do with tomatoes, or start over. Yeah. Well, we, we, we kind of did the... Uh don't we don't have a great action to follow so what you do what we're saying you do is you, you uh try to postpone the or you you try to slow down the spider mites and get as much harvested as you can but we're talking about a short season so right you don't you know don't don't worry about uh, elaborate processes because uh, you you only want a, a week or two and then Pull those plants and start over again. Yeah. Well, hold that thought for a minute. we got to take a break. Our phone number, 210. No, no, it's not. Uh-oh. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. More of Milberger's Gardening South Texas coming up right after this on 930 AM. This is The Answer. Milberger's Gardening South Texas is sponsored by Milberger's Landscaping and Nursery on 930 AM. The Answer. We're back with Milberger's Gardening South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. And welcome back to Milberger's Gardening South Texas on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. Can we get? Uh, we're, can we finish up that issue? Sure. Trace, uh, we're talking. We're talking about the spider mites on the tomatoes again. So, and Trace offered a. Uh, a great way to to reduce the the amount of spider mites, the insects that you leave in the area for where the new tomato plants are going to be growing. So. Would you like Trace to do that again? Yes, please. <laughs> okay, so this was years and years of figuring this out. So actually put the garbage bag on top of the tomato plant, over it, try to get it down all the way, then cut the plant, and it's already in the bag. Instead go. of having to try to fight shoving pieces in the bag and you got mites flying here and mites yeah. flying there, uh, just makes sense. Yeah. yeah. And that and that that's one of the keys is we're trying to we're trying to cut off that population or reduce that population. And then the idea in the fall is it's gonna be cooler, so maybe that we won't have the yeah. reproduction. And uh, good job, Trace. Thank you. And happy Father's Day. <laughs> Thank you that too. We, do you have? Do you remember what the question we were supposed to ask, Trace? Yeah, uh, there were maple. two. Japanese maple. Do, do you have Japanese maple? No. Uh, you used to. Had yes, uh, and I will have again, but probably not till fall. Okay. Somebody wanted to plant one, and um, it I, might be better to wait till fall. Well, because uh, of uh, the heat. I, I do. Because of the heat. I do have the three maples that actually do better here. Uh, I've got Shangtong. Big Tooth and Mexican Sugar Maple. All of, all of those tolerate our soil much, much better than any of the Japanese maples ever could. This, yeah. uh, this is in kind of a special situation. I think yeah. A small he, one. Yeah. He doesn't want uh, Big Tooth. Well, yeah, but Big Tooth, even when we're all dead, still going to be small. Grow so slow. Okay. Well, that's what he wants. Okay. Well, They're under overhang. Oh, no. no, no he needs to stay he with the Japanese. He doesn't want a tree. Yeah. 
Yeah. Right. Or you could fake it and do like a, a, a lower pedalum and trim it up like a little tree. Yeah. But well, we man, we mentioned also uh, Mexican plum, but they're kind of they get kind of dense. Yeah. Kind of rank. Hey, I saw as I was walking in, I saw your flare of biscuits. I was excited to see those. Uh, <laughs> did you get those from a local nursery? A local um, wholesale retail. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to remember where I got those from. Um, they're they're from Texas. I can tell you that. Okay, I, I can't remember exactly. Well, where. I'm glad somebody's producing them. When Color Spot went out of business, they threw away probably 300 hmm. uh, flare hibiscus. I about had a heart attack. If I could have given them a home, I would have. But uh, they they just didn't want to. They were going out of business, and uh, they were still dormant, of course. And uh, I didn't, uh, Calvin asked me, were there any other kinds of hibiscus over there? Yeah. I didn't look um, at the fact. There's one with a red leaf that has like a burgundy bloom. Oh, okay. Um, it looked like all the, t- the Texas stars were gone. Uh, but there was, there was two two or three varieties in a three-gallon can still Yeah, up. people like that Texas star. They do. And uh, yeah, I think you had it last year, mm-hmm. uh, a white one. Yep, well, we had white and red. Actually, this year we had both white you and red. You can pretend it's marijuana. <laughs> yeah, it looks just like marijuana. Yeah. And uh, the white one actually came from uh, a nursery over in Houston. Yep. A lady that had uh, been a longtime nurseryman over there found the white one. And uh, I guess it... Co- well, they do it from cuttings. I don't know if the white would come back from seed as white or not. Be interesting to try. I bet if any would, that one would. Yeah, would. Yeah, and uh, that's a that's a big plant. That's a. I don't think it's as big as more grindy, but uh, it's it's a big plant. But they're coming in, and the the flower was blooming when I walked in. So I imagine they're going to start all blooming here pretty quick. Yep, they like it hot. And we were talking about uh, how beautiful the thrialis is. Uh, even out blooming Esperanza. Yep, and, and it's on sale, too. Yeah, and the deer won't eat it either. And it's good butterfly and uh, uh, hummingbird plant, too. Yeah, that plant hasn't been on the market very long. Two years, three years. Seems like a lot longer than that. <laughs> but, I, yeah, I think it's a little longer than that because uh, you uh, seems like yeah. I've had mine for five. You started me. Took me a couple years to get it to where I wanted. It. Yeah, it would. You said it wouldn't bloom for yeah, you. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't blooming. I had it in there. I couldn't figure that out. Now, now it's a blooming machine. It's the only one that's really <laughs> showy right now. Yeah. Hey Trace, will you help Evelyn out here? We'll all see if we can help her. Sure. Evelyn is on the line at 210-308-8867. It's a topic we were just talking about. Our Evelyn? I think so. Hello. Hi, Hello. Evelyn. What's going on? Uh, that guy that has problems with the grackles, he needs a heading yeah. called BBs. He needs what? He needs a netting called BBs. BBs? Yeah. That's BB a, is that a brand? BB gun. I, I, oh. I knew where she was at. <laughs> I wasn't going to say it. You're such a savage, Evelyn. <laughs> but so true. Yeah. Okay, I wish I could do that to the spider mites. I had the worst tomato 
crop in all my plant years. Oh, you say that every year, Evelyn. No, this would be worse. And guess what we got on sale? We got it for sale here, Evelyn. What do you have? We've got some horse herb that you can oh, spread. Oh my gosh! You can spread to the other areas of your lawn and garden that doesn't have horse herb. Uh, I don't think so. It's crawling in my garden as it is out of the alley. So this this woman just just announced that she probably owns a BB gun. Do you, uh. you really want her to yeah. <laughs> come over here angry <laughs> while you're on the porch? So what what was your, the what was the development of your spider mites and what, what what varieties do you have, Evelyn? Well, I had I can't get around too much anymore. They want to do surgery on my knees, and I keep telling them no. But anyhow, I planted four tomato plants, the Celebrity, and two of the Rodeo tomatoes, and one Tycoon. And okay. I don't know, the Celebrity was the worst. They got that, well, huh. it was nice plants to begin with. And then we had one week of cool weather and drizzly. And they had, they were starting to bloom then, so that ruined all of that, and they had to start over by that time. The spider mites come in, and I couldn't control them anymore either. Yeah. So you did. You, did you, hard. Did you get a good harvest before that, or not? No, I didn't. I did. Ah. I, I think I got about six tomatoes. That's all. But oh, my son-in-law's got a good garden, so I know where to go when I need some. Okay. So what do I need to do now to keep the spider mites off of the fall tomatoes? Well, get them out. Get the plants out. Have somebody get them out for you as quick oh, as possible. I, did. Use a, I put yeah, the did. trash bag over them and yeah. uh, cut the tomato plant at the ground and then turned it over and dumped it in the uh, trash bag. There you go. And then uh, see, see, get the weeds out, out uh, anything that would would uh, house, bird, house yeah. some other spider mites. And then, uh, what, mid, mid-July or third week in July, wow. go ahead and plant your second... No, I'll, I'll have them the first week of July, um, but I wouldn't plant till the second. Or I don't have weeds in my garden. It's next to a alley which has horse, horse herb grass there, so that, I'm blaming it on them. Yeah, that's uh. <laughs> but I had I made but, of course it couldn't that we've declared that a. Uh, uh, environmentally appropriate plants, so that couldn't be a problem, Evelyn. I, I'm I'm pretty sure mine's never gotten mites. The spider, I don't yeah, know. horse herb. <laughs> I made lots of tomato uh, cucumbers, though, and now I got uh, oh, black eyed wow. peas coming on. Ooh. Yeah. Are they? Are they? They're, you say they're finished now, or? No, they're coming they're on. Coming the black eyed no, peas are coming on. Oh, cool. Do you use them as? Uh, as a green bean kind of thing, a snap, the, a snap bean, or do you? The black eyes. You, yeah. Yeah. No, I've, I've, I'll let them get kind of like a tan color or whatever, and I peel them and uh, I cook them like that. Then with the uh-huh. shell them, yeah. They're so. Yeah, it's such a such a tough process to shell them, <laughs> unless you got the you got the machine, yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. yeah my, my fingers are the machine. <laughs> That's an old old uh, southern. Uh, South Central, uh, Southeastern United States uh, uh, pastime is shelling black-eyed peas on the front uh-huh. porch after the heat dies. Down. I'm not even well, sure sit. people up north know what they are. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, they I sit in the and, backyard and shell them. And Evelyn, uh, the, we've had a number of 
gardeners call us today and talk about the beer they've been drinking. They could do that and drink beer, too. I there think. you go. Uh, maybe I could really shelp black guys. <laughs> <laughs> maybe my knees yeah, Joe, wouldn't even hurt Joe, either. <laughs> yeah, Joe Bradbury used to say he liked to shell black-eyed peas until his fingers bled. Yeah. He liked to shell black-eyed peas. I used to try, uh, <laughs> when I was commuting back and forth from the orchard to San Antonio, I used to try... Uh, to shell shell them while I was driving. Yeah, oh, yeah. how'd that work? Yeah, well, you, you spend <laughs> you spend three hours doing it, and you got a little saucepan <laughs> yeah. full is all. Well, I I, I brought Joe some uh, shelled out black eyed peas or cream peas, and he wouldn't take them. He wants to shell his own. Huh. Oh, okay. Well, now yeah, you got to. He, he's from L.A. Now, did we? Oh, Alabama. <laughs> Did we ever figure out how to help Evelyn with her spider mites uh, in advance? Yeah, of pull the, up the plants. Uh, no, 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 for the fall, for her fall tomatoes. Pull up the plants. She hadn't even planted them yet. <laughs> but that's, that is the best advice. Get those others out they of there. Were, All right. The longer they're out before she plants her fall crop. Oh, okay. The they were so thick on there, the bushes were just red. What about the liquid seaweed and the well, spraying in advance? In the, uh, it's I didn't not try that. that. I can't get around too good, so I didn't try that. Yeah. But I tried oh, to blast okay. them with a Maybe. water hose. <laughs> Maybe yeah. that would work. That, that kind of helps. Yeah, that is. Maybe you can be the experiment with that liquid seaweed and tell Jerry how you think it works. There you go. Okay. Was it two tablespoons of seaweed and a gel in the water? That's what I used. And okay, and that works. That just slows down the yeah. I mean, it's not reproduction. It's not anything that's an absolute control, but yeah. Well, but the, uh, the whole idea is, you know, you got a fast production season, a short season, so you just yeah. gotta protect those plants for a short period. My, my understanding is it makes the cell wall of the plant thicker, and if the cell wall is thicker, you know, spider mite eats like a mosquito, and so if you had like super thick skin, uh, a mosquito couldn't get your blood. So that's the kind of concept with the plant. If you make the cell wall thick enough, the, the spider mite can't suck out the chlorophyll. Hmm. I also thought it had some impact on pre, uh, reproduction. Reproduction. Yeah, yeah, it might. It does. So okay, that research about, was done in Florida. What about I had thrips uh, on my bell peppers last year, and I did. I got one bell pepper, I think, the whole summer. So what? why can't I get rid of those things? Well... Well, they're pretty easy. Spin a set on there. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I think you should try, and I'm going to have to ask Trace because I can never remember the variety. Uh, he's they, they, He has uh, offered here at Millburgers the last few years a variety that are just unbelievable in terms of uh, production and growth. What, what, re- a bell pepper? Uh, the bell pepper. Well, uh, uh, Aladdin. Yeah, we just, Aladdin. Aladdin. If you get a chance... Get, yeah, get some Aladdin and try that. I'm, mine are just going strong right now still. Uh-huh. And, uh, well, of course, I guess all the peppers are going pretty strong right now. But uh, but I always never could have a... It was just like Evelyn where I had one or two bell peppers produced for the whole season. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, eight, nine, ten peppers on a plant at a time. It's, well, that's the way amazing, it used to be over here, too, Make lots of peppers. I couldn't keep up with them, and now I'm doing good if I get one. So yeah. Do you like Do you like uh, cherry tomatoes? Yes, I do. 
But there's okay. One, there's one problem, uh, though. What's uh, that? that? That's high potassium, and I can't have too much potassium. My heart goes crazy. Potassium. Potassium? They're high in potassium. Yes. The chair tomatoes are? Well, any I trust tomato. Evelyn. I'm sorry? Tomatoes. Oh, just tomatoes in general. Yes. Okay. He was gonna he was gonna recommend his uh, favorite tomato, but Yeah. The one that, the one uh, the cherry tomato that has done the best in our trials both last year and this year. Is one called Ruby Ruby Crush. Oh Ruby Crush. Oh I had that at one time. Probably yeah. couple years ago. And, uh, uh, yeah, try, try it again. And, uh, of course, the one everybody likes is BHN 968. Uh-huh. And those are both cherry tomatoes, and uh, this fall, they'll be faster. Uh-huh. Okay. They'll be faster. I'll see how I'm going to be doing by this fall. I don't know. I might be laid up in the hospital with knees worked on. But I'll yeah. see. Okay, I'm, I'm looking sorry. forward to it. I'm still going to try to garden. Okay, good girl. Yeah, I walk I'll keep around you with, going. A, with a cane and right. do my gardening. You call okay. us from the hospital if you want to. Okay, yeah. thank you. We'll help you out. Okay, thanks a lot. Keep up the good work. Thank you, calling. Trace, what else is going on here at the nursery? You got some weird and wackies that you... Uh... Yeah, I wrote down a few of the odd plants this week, so uh, there's not enough of them to call any of them a plant of the weekend, but uh, we got root beer plants in. Right, we talked about that, that about yesterday. A, it's a leaf that you uh, you can cook food inside. I've heard rice, I've heard fish. Uh, rest... when, when you break it up, break it up, break... It smells like root beer. In pieces, it smells just like root beer. Uh, Resida, which is a, a, a Spanish herb. And then i got to read my own writing. Bush Morning Glory. We didn't talk oh, about that wow. yesterday, but we got some of those in as Wait well. Wait a minute. You got Bush Morning Glory? Yeah. The, the tree, the, the one that gets big? Uh, well, in my yard, they've only gotten to be about seven, eight feet. Well, yeah, that's, that's big. Okay. Where'd you... <laughs> uh, well, you want some? <laughs> I just wonder uh, who, who's producing them. Uh, I can tell you in a little bit. Okay. Uh, but uh, we also what, got a, What color are they? Is that light blue? Well, I'm assuming it's that purpley blue one. Purple blue, okay. Uh, but we don't know yet because it's got a bloom. Then uh, we got a variegated leaf morning glory vine. Okay. And that one had a purple bloom. Yeah. Uh, we got in some Datura and some Bergmansias. So, in a nutshell, that's Angel's Trumpet and Devil's Trumpet. Right. Uh, Snow Rose we got in. That's a, a pretty little plant with uh, small whitish-pink flowers. And made of Orleans jasmine. Oh. And they are super nice. Peter found those in uh, Florida and brought them in with the houseplants, and they look really good. Smell good, too. Yeah. Very cool. As I was walking out yesterday, I saw some of Milton's gardenias down there. Oh, the August Beauty? A big bunch of them. Yeah, and that's right. been hard to get. That bed's been, been empty for a couple of weeks. Yeah. All right, I have a feeling, stay with us, Trace. We're going to go from lower Alabama, as you were talking about earlier, to upper Alabama. We have Frank on the line at 210-308-8867. Is this Frank calling from Alabama? That's it. Hey, how are you doing, Frank? Happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day to you, too, buddy. 
Hey, yeah, my it's my father-in-law. Oh, okay. Yeah. I have a question that your experts there might be able to answer. All we right. Planted two pepper, we planted two pepper plants this year, and they set flowers, and then they begin to set a pepper, and all of a sudden they die, and the pepper flower all falls off. What what can we be missing that is causing that? Does the whole plant die? No. Plant keeps growing. It's just that the fruit falls off. It gets uh, okay. It's aborting. The, it's aborting the fruit for some reason. Normally, it's a thrip. It could be thrips, or it could be some kind of uh, external thing like uh, too much water, lack of water, bacterial leaf spot. Yep. Usually, usually in Texas, they have a a bacterial leaf spot during periods of rain, uh, and they, they'll they'll drop all the fruit and all the leaves. Well, they haven't dropped the leaves; it's just they're dropping the fruit. Well, I bet that's they... thrips. Okay. Now the good news is, if they're not, if they're not dropping the leaves, and they're just dropping the the fruit, then they'll have another crop of fruit for this fall. Okay. If the plant's still alive, and so uh, just keep them watered and and fertilized and everything, and the thrip population is is uh, seasonal. So it may it may have come and gone by now. Okay. Uh, there's oh, also we there's also a weevil that gets in those peppers that'll cause them to drop. But you would see a hole at the uh, at the at the uh, stem end of the of the pepper. Yeah. If it were weevils. But I bet it's thrips since they're falling off a little small. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. I don't have to look at that. I hadn't even thought of that problem. Okay. Well, I thank you. I thank you. That'll work for you. You take care. Happy yep. Father's Day. Happy Father's Day. I'll call you later, Milton. All right. How's Adette doing? All right. Doing good. She's out praying around it. Oh, <laughs> okay. Wow, you're going to win Jerry's heart with that comment. All right. Hey. Did you hear? Thanks. We'll talk to you soon, Frank. All right. Bye. Oh, oh bye-bye. Did you hear what he said? His, his wife's out spraying Roundup. Is that right? Yeah. All right, girl. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Them we, people in Alabama. Know they don't mess around. Don't mess, don't mess with the debt. Our Tennessee. Frank had a small accent. Could you tell he was from the South? Huh? Could you tell Frank was from the South? Yeah. Yeah. A little bit. A little bit. All right. We're going to take a break. While we do, give us a call at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up. Live from Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Boulevardy Road on 930 AM, The Answer. 
Hey, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road, and this is a You'll Save on Weekend. What do I mean by that? Well, listen to this. You'll save on Super Specials Job's Tree and Shrub Fertilizer Spikes. Nine spikes, regularly $10.99, now just $1.88 while supplies last. You'll save on Grape Myrtles in the number three and number five containers, regularly $24.99, now just $18.88. You'll save on the beautiful Fullens Legacy Sanisa now on sale in the number five container for just eighteen eighty eight. You're beginning to understand. You'll save on Theralis. This Texas superstar in the number three container is just nineteen eighty eight. You'll save on Mexican Bird of Paradise and all salvias in the number one container are just four eighty eight. You'll save on Lantana, dwarf Mexican petunia, zinnias, and much much more at Milberger's Landscape Nursery sixteen oh four. On Bullverde Road. Hanging on to that steering wheel was the man who hung the moon. Stir up my hands around his little finger. Turns out he was wrapped around mine. Said you can be anything you want to in this great big world, but I'm always gonna. Little girl. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Al playing some good Father's Day music. I'm Milton Wick along with Dr. Calvin Finch and Dr. Jerry Parsons. And we're live here at Millburgers at 1604 on Bull Road where it looked like it wanted to rain for a little while. But now it's uh, it's looking bright and sunny. Uh, still some gray clouds. A little bit to the to the, our right there behind the HEB sun. A little bit of humidity in the air. Yeah, a little bit of humidity in the air, too. You had a couple questions off the air, Calvin. Anything you can talk about? Yeah, one of, one of them was uh, a person that had, had an oak tree that they had cut down, and there was sprouts were coming out, out of the stump, and they had cut vine and stump killer. But they were, they were interested in stopping the sprouts, but they were also interested in dealing with the trunk, the wood. And I said, yeah. well, that... That wouldn't deal with the wood, and then I went over the. In the old days, we used to do the fertilizer and the soil on there, and just let it uh, slowly decompose. But the easiest thing to do is get a stump grinder out there. <laughs> you know, if you got a arborers working in the neighborhood, you just say, "Hey, before you leave, come over here," and they take a half an hour, and it. The stump, oh yeah, the stump is gone, and it's uh, if you if they don't make a special trip, it's usually a reasonable price. So she she had a two issues there, but uh, well, the stump grinder usually will take care of most of those uh, sprouts that are coming up too. So yeah, that was her, that issue, and then I can't remember what the other one was, Milton. Do you? I'm trying to remember. I saw her. Oh, and that was the, the gentleman from LSU. He had the bags of stuff. Oh, he had San Augustine grass, <laughs> and he was uh, wondering about if he could get the uh, oh the uh, the stolons are the ones over the top of the ground. Yeah, right. Yeah, if he could get those to, he's impatient, and he had some bare areas. Yeah, there you go. And he wanted to try to root those pieces of st- the stolen. I said, well, yeah, they'll they'll root, but I mean the. Uh, if you you know if you're if you're looking for a project, that's okay. Uh, 
And then uh, there was another. Yeah, oh, then he had a chlorosis, a little bit of a chlorosis. Mm-hmm. He uh, obviously thinks a lot of his loan, and, and it's been watering a lot. So I think he just got a little bit ahead of the the iron. Mm. And so I, I told him, if, you know, if you want to do it fast, you can do a chelated iron spray. And I told him a little bit about our research. Or you can do uh, even a... Uh, Oh, uh, Iron Plus. Iron Plus, yeah. Yeah, and so that those 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 were projects that he was pretty much interested in, because he he wanted to deal with it. You know, that was his uh, hobby, and uh, yeah, he loved he loved messing with the lawn, obviously. <laughs> well, he can he can bear those stolen. Some of those bear stolen. Yeah, just uh, got uh, what do we call that? The layering, basically, dig a little hole, trench next to him. And uh, a lot, of, a lot of people put a pin in there uh, beside them and pin them down uh, so they won't come up, pop back up. You can and even put a little dirt on top of them, and they'll root yeah, at yeah. every node. You can even, you can even put them in uh, little containers if you want to get them started. Yeah, but uh, the mom will take care of them if you leave them attached <laughs> to the yeah, plant. That's, that's true. <laughs> can, you, can you see the lawn out there with all these little... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, the pen is beneath the ground. I mean, it's... Uh, all you got to be able to do is find it again. Yeah, yeah well, yeah. I'll, you probably don't have to find it. Just leave it there. Well, he yeah, he wanted to try to, to address some issues he had. He had a lot of this growth over in one part of the lawn, but he had some kind of bare spots over there that he wanted to try to fill in a little bit more. Did he have shade over there? I didn't even ask him about that. He didn't uh, didn't look like he Bet did. Bet he did. Could be. <laughs> we got a, a Niels, Niels Fair got a question in yesterday's paper said, uh, <laughs> and I love this question. I am new to my house. I have an area that gets little sunlight, and I don't like St. Augustine. I don't like St. Augustine. Just like I said, it's time to learn to love it, okay? Uh, he wants to say, uh, will Palisade Zorzia do well there? How much shade? Not much. Uh, gets little sunlight. And uh, uh, Neil says, Zorzias need more sunlight than St. Augustine yeah. to survive. For sure. So uh, uh, if you go try something in a shaded area, you try uh, try St. Augustine first. Oh, no, I think Vietnam. What's that? <laughs> I asked you if you spoke Vietnamese. Uh, oh, no, wait. No. So, we <laughs> <laughs> of course not. We're here. We need to get her real quick because she was, she was waiting. Did you want to come on the air real quick? Did you want to be on the air? Can you tell me what kind of lender that is? <laughs> Oh, okay. Well, you come this way. That'd be a no, man. No, no, you're okay. Oh, 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 okay. oh no, that's here. okay. All right. We're here. We'll just 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 set up. I, 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 what is it? That's okay. You don't. It's a lemon. I just want to know what kind of lemon it is. I've never seen that before, it's but a, it's kind of a, no, a knobbly lemon. What is that? What is that? Sle- yeah, it's very mar. Yeah, so what was that selection that we have now? That's yeah, like, that's, it gets great big, right? Yeah, and it grows in a bush, not on a tree. And they're about yeah. handfuls 
size. Yeah. But I, she didn't know what the name of it was. A Ponderosa? Uh, it could be a Ponderosa. I thought they were a little more regular. But. She said that she got the seed from Italy. Her daughter brought it. Oh. I don't know how she got it from there, but several years ago because it's already huge. Yeah, it'll come back from the yeah. seed. True. And it'll come back it true from the seed. Yeah. And, but that's the way they grow over there is yeah. they're like this. Yeah. Huh, I wonder what that was. And what? I don't know what kind. She didn't know what kind of lemon well, there, it was. Yeah, there's 20, 25 different kinds of lemon. I guess. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to. I'm in front of you. No, there's you're fine. There's an officer over there. There's an officer over there. No. no. That's <laughs> I'm, nope, that's me. I just walked over here to ask yeah. you guys. Yeah. Because no. I said, I got a question today. Yeah. <laughs> well, I do too. Right. <laughs> tell but her, anyway, if you tell want. Her, yeah, d- tell her to d- just do a little, uh, like, it, Italian. Uh, yeah, Google. Italian lemons or something. Yeah, or if, what kind of... If you want one that big, get Ponderosa. Yeah, Won't well, go. she gave it to me, so I cut it up and I grew it from the... I have about 18 of okay, them growing good. right now. Wow. But I was actually able to seed. It had about 30 seeds and yeah. about 18 Is it of them strong? Grew. Is it a strong case, lemon case, or is it a, a, like a Meyer? No, it's got a thick... Rind. It had a yeah. thick rind to it. It wasn't thin. It was. But, but I mean, what's the flavor like? Is it like a normal store-bought lemon? Yeah, it's it's sour. Potent. Yeah. <laughs> it, but they, she said that they use it to make like um, that they use it to make uh, meringue pie. Like like the limoncello. Yeah. They, yeah. That's what they use it for. And so it was really, really, really good. And I was like, okay, I'll take one and see if I can seed it and see if I can get <laughs> it to grow and. I, so far, I've got 18 of them that they're doing really well. Wow. So I'm going to keep growing and see if I can get them big enough that it'll start getting me. Yeah, lemons. it'll have. Uh, it'll take maybe five to seven years. Hopefully not that long. Yeah. yeah. Some wow. <laughs> Sounds good. Thank, Thank you. you. And did you want to be on the air? Is that okay? Uh, well, yeah, sure. All right. We'll just start talking. We got you. What's going we'll on? Start talking. Okay. Well, I got this. I think it's probably 15 or more years ago. Planted some primrose jasmine yeah. around, you know. That's a good plant. And and over the years, <laughs> we, we never cut it back. Yeah, it's gotten it's big. It's the most aggressive thing I've ever seen in yeah. my life. And yeah. So now, uh, it took over about a thousand square feet of yard, just coming up everywhere wild, you know. So what I had some folks come by and rip all the volunteers out of there, you know. Okay. Well, they cut them off to the ground, but they're and. So what I want to do is keep the main plants uh, going and maybe cut them up like a hedge. Yeah, you know? yeah. And uh, But all the volunteers are growing back, and I've put stuff on them to try and kill them off, but they just suck it up like fertilizer. What you know? stuff did you put on them? Oh, Home Depot-type stuff, you know, just... I, I don't know what to put how big, on them. How big is it? You got a pretty big area? Yeah, it's about 1,000 square feet. I think I'd get, get, just get some remedy. Remedy? Yeah, and remedy you can, it's a, a little bit like Roundup, but it's more potent and it penetrates stems and things. So you could just spray where those st- stems are coming up okay. around the, the plants that you want to leave. And uh, I, th- I think you'll get, you know, and then you, you'll go back and do a corrective spray afterwards. A few more will come out. Okay. And then how do you, how often, I mean, can you keep those things under control, like a hedge or something yeah. like that? Or uh, my, my neighborhood is full of those, and uh, we got a couple of a couple of guys. Yeah, I think he uses the 
uh, those uh, hedging. For the sprouts. Yeah, to cut them. Yeah. But uh, as far as the big bush is concerned, you can cut that thing in half. Okay. And uh, that'd be a lot of removal, and do it at any time, it won't kill it. Yeah. yeah it and along the road, you, you just cut it with that, with that hedging. It took, it. it took three guys two days to pull that stuff out of there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what a well, it's, it, and oh, it, you, the deer don't bother it. Yeah. So. No, they don't, darn it. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, what neighborhood are you in? I live up in Bolverde. Oh, okay. They yeah. got a bunch of deer up there. Oh, my goodness. Anything I try and grow, yeah. it's, we call it all deer candy. Yeah. Rem- Remedy is the main one, and the, the same active ingredient is, uh, is uh, part of those... Oh, there's a couple of chemicals in in there. Milbergers, uh, cut, cut vine, stump killer, and then another one. But that you know, that's about eight percent of the active ingredient. Okay. And remedies about I don't remember forty percent or something. Yeah. Awesome. I'll All go right. in and talk to him. Okay. Yeah, just Thanks go. Yeah, look at the label. Okay. Sure, enjoy your show, everybody. Okay. Oh, thank, thank you, you for listening. Thanks. Well, on that note, we're going to take a break. Uh, I was going to ask him, did he drink a lot during the show? <laughs> you think it helps? I, th- I think we've seen a common thread. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, we put a little tap out here at Millburgers, a small <laughs> well, you know, all the, small cantina. They, all, the, all the restaurants now are uh, yeah, selling margaritas and everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Jonathan, my son, we'll talk to, talk son to. goes off to get some Mexican food and comes back with margaritas. <laughs> all right. Wow. All right, we're going to take a break and come back in a moment. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up with Dr. Calvin Fitch and Dr. Jerry Parsons. I'm Milton Glick. This is 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Hey, it's Milton Glick for Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Bull Verde Road, and this is a you'll save on weekend. What do I mean by that? Well, listen to this. You'll save on super special Job's tree and shrub fertilizer spikes. Nine spikes, regularly ten ninety nine, now just a dollar eighty eight while supplies last. You'll save on grape myrtles in the number three and number five containers, regularly twenty four ninety nine, now just eighteen eighty eight. You'll save on the beautiful Lynn's Legacy Sinisa, now on sale in the number five container for just $18.88. You're beginning to understand? You'll save on Theralis. This Texas superstar in the number three container is just $19.88. You'll save on Mexican Bird of Paradise. And all salvias in the number one container are just $4.88. You'll save on Lantana, Dwarf Mexican Petunia, Zinnias, and much, much more. At Milberger's Landscape Nursery, $16.04. On Boulevardy Road. Just a tow rack on the run. How did I get here? What have I done? When will all my hopes arise? How will I know it when I look in my father's eyes? And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM. The answer. Our phone number is 210. 210- 308-8867-210-308-8867. What you got going on over there? Yeah, well, one, one a lady walked up here and talked about she wanted to propagate honeysuckle mm-hmm. and, and uh, pyracantha. Okay. 
from cuttings. Yeah. <laughs> which which are not uh, yeah not too tough. <laughs> oh, okay. They're not. Not, they're not hard, but uh, of course, being from Tennessee, I used to have to wade honeysuckle when I was quail hunting. And so when people say honeysuckle, that always sends out a bad signal in my brain. No. But she said she wants something that'll smell good. Yeah, the fragrance. And like Calvin said, they all smell good. Uh, but she I, didn't. I guess she's talking about the, uh, the, the wild honeysuckle, the one you see in the ditches and stuff. Well, I don't know if she is or, or that, uh, gosh, there's one that does really well on a... That pretty, yeah, yeah that blooms yeah. mainly in the fall, right? Yeah, and, and it uh, doesn't coral? take... Uh, not does, coral. Coral honeysuckle? Yeah, I think... Uh, I think coral honeysuckle. Yeah. Uh, and in my neighborhood, there's a big plant. That the deer eat at it constantly, but it... They keep it, it in bounds, Yeah, huh? <laughs> but, they, but the, you know, the fence is large enough, and the other side of the fence, it grows, so it, it, doesn't, it never gets wiped out. It just gets uh, constant pressure on it. Yeah, uh, but tell them, tell them, tell them what the paracantha. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the paracantha she wanted to propagate. Uh, I said, well, you know, it's got thorns, and uh, she said, yeah, I want to, want to use that to keep the wild hogs out. Yeah, wild hogs. I didn't ask her what neighborhood she lived in. Yeah, but I said, I don't think paracantha will keep wild hogs out. Oh. They find she, a way. She, she said, well, yeah, they make a path through there. I'll tell you what, what it will do, though. Yeah, it'll keep you from being able to catch them when they're... Or, or, <laughs> well, I, I guess you could do your traps. Yeah, but uh, they, it'll keep kids out of there because it got thorns on it. Yeah, but I don't know if that's her... So I, uh, we told her how to propagate them, but... Uh, I don't think I don't think there's anything that'll keep a wild hog out except uh, trap them and uh, uh, put a put a fence up. Yeah, and no. it's, got, it's got to be a serious fence. Yeah, because the, they go under. Yeah, I was I was thinking of those fences out there at that research area where where the San Antonio water system and boy. Yeah, it took a pretty elaborate, strong fence to keep the yeah. hogs out of the uh, and, planting area. And a lot of times they bury the the, the wire. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, the, so they can't dig under it. Oh, because, yeah, they're, they're serious diggers. Mm. And they're becoming a serious, serious problem. Oh, yeah. And uh, just like I say, you can't eat them fast enough, Milton. Is that what you say? Yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> Have you ever had a wild hog, Milton? Uh-uh. They taste, if you get the, the right age, and they've been handled right, uh, you can't tell them from regular ham. Oh, wow. They're good. Do they use, I'm trying to remember, do they use that for any of the food bank type things where they... I don't know if they do that they, on I a wild hog tried. or not. I think they, they try tried, too. You know, I don't yeah. know if they still do. Or they. Know. But at least you know they they used it to get some publicity to mm-hmm. oh, okay. indicate yeah to indi- indicate that everybody was contributing. So you don't eat you don't shoot and eat the mi- big ones, Milton. Everybody's no. always talking about how big they were. You mean what? Yeah. You don't sh- you don't you shoot but don't eat. Right, right. 
so you want a medium size medium sized hog now we're not talking a javelina here we're talking about the uh, wild hog the, the ones that are brown and spotted sometimes okay. and look like depends on which angle you see on that you know they're they're they look huge, <laughs> and then if you look at it from back or front, they're... Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't think it's any size good to eat on a javelina. Oh. But anyway, I uh, got a question in. Uh, it says, howdy. Uh, it must be an Aggie. <laughs> I have a live oak tree in, San, in the San Antonio Hill Country suburbs that's about 14 years old. And one more large limb is splitting, and the bark is separating in lines all up and down the limb. Uh, now I have I researched research this, and it seems to be a sort of fungus infection, fungi infection. What do you think I should do? Is it best to cut the infected limbs off or leave it alone to plant a new tree and wait for this one to die? I hope you can help. This is a great shade tree for our home, and if I can save it somehow, it would be great. What is it again? <laughs> a, a, a live oak. Huh. Now, the way he describes it, that almost sounds like lightning damage. But it's the bark is separating in lines all up and down the limb. And how how big did he say that the trunk was? At fourteen years old. Oh, that's teeny. And one one large limb is splitting. And it's got leaves still. Yeah. Well, it, that probably wouldn't be lightning if it's still got leaves, because that. No, well, uh, the, the leaves don't fall off till later. Well, a lot later. Could, I'm. I'd be uh, I'd be a little suspicious that it's um, maybe just uh, that natural progression. He, I, I think he probably needs to have a, a uh, arborist look at it. At yeah. And um, the the one large limb that's affected is splitting. He says splitting. Now the fungi infection he's talking about is. Uh, was that it killed all the killed a lot of oaks and pecans and stuff when it was during the drought? Uh, but I don't think that's it. No, and live oaks are not yeah. real susceptible to it. I, I do like Kevin was talking about uh, calling an arborist to look at it, and he can tell you in a heartbeat if it's a lightning strike. Yeah, yeah. and uh, he'll have have a and. Uh, Quite often, uh, they won't they won't charge to diagnose. They'll tell you what it would cost to for them to deal yeah. with the issue. Uh, as far as what I would do, uh, if you didn't want to call an arborist out, I would uh, cut off the infected limbs back to the main branch, and uh, or you can. <laughs> Well, fourteen years old. Uh, he, he, it's not very old. I don't. I don't. Know. Yeah, it's it's a young tree. Mm-hmm. That's why I, I wonder about the uh, 
uh, that diagnosis of her, that th- thinking that it might be a fungus, I just I got to make sure that it's not just uh, tree development and uh, cork bark coming on and things like that. Yeah, but that wouldn't spread to limbs. Well, is it is a limb? Yeah, is that a is that an accurate description of what's happening there? <laughs> I read you what I got. Yeah. So well, yeah, so we yeah, you definitely need to get that. It's worthwhile, you know, we're, when you're talking about a yeah a tree, that's an important part of your landscape. It's worthwhile to have take the time to have get somebody to come out and look at it. That's and it's an oak, live oak. Yeah. And uh, if he's in the hill country suburbs, well, it's 14 years old, so he must have planted it. Um, I was thinking if it was, you know, if it growing in those rocks already out there, uh, it'd be worth saving. Unless taking that uh, limb off would uh, ruin the shape of the whole tree or damage the entire tree. Wait, if that's the case... Did he say what county he was in? Uh, 78259. Oh. I don't know what that is. Yeah, that's, okay. that's, that's Texas. Because he might... Uh, the agriculture agent who could probably uh, help him there if it's har- if he doesn't have access to an arborist. Yeah. Uh, it's Bear County. Is it? Okay, yeah, he said it in San Antonio Hill Country suburb. But anyway, uh, as far as uh, <laughs> leave it alone and plant a new tree and wait for this one to die, I probably wouldn't do that. I'd just go ahead and plant you a, a new tree. Yeah, we'll get it. Maybe a Monterey oak, or uh, or something like that, or, or a lot. I uh, what am I trying to think of? Uh, the other oak, chinkapin, uh, or chinkapin, chinkapin oak. Get or, it, get it diagnosed. If you want oak, yeah, get it. Get somebody to look at it that's expert, yeah. and and make your strategy after that. Determine your strategy. Yeah. I see, a, I see a lot of people walking out of here with uh, dwarf Mexican petunias. One lady had a whole bag full. A lot of pompagos still here. Looking yeah. Good. yeah. <laughs> and uh, and if you've been, uh, uh, the you know, the zinnias are an all-star plant for uh, butterfly nectar, and the selection of zinnias is the best it's been for uh, several yeah, weeks. Yeah, and they're on sale. Now, you plant at your own risk when you plant zinnias at this time of the year. Oh, gosh. <laughs> and that's what Neil Sparrow says. Yeah, am I going to doubt Neil Sparrow? Should you do it every week? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he, uh, rarely does Neil come out uh, on disagree the opposite. With you. Yeah, disagree with me. It gives Jerry an opportunity to yeah, reconsider. Exactly. <laughs> and, uh,. We haven't mentioned Salvia lucantha, the Mexican bush sage, uh, which is a really great bloomer and is deer resistant, of course. And the uh, blooms summer until the first frost. Now, the old Salvia lucantha, when we first started noticing it, uh, we said it only bloomed in the fall. Hmm. That's one of the reasons uh, that we didn't name it a Texas superstar. 
Well, we haven't named any Salvia Texas Super. I'll be darned. Okay, we can't decide. <laughs> uh, but they've also got Lantana on sale. Do we have a Lantana Superstar? I don't think so. And not New Gold? Mm. Or the or our Lavender? A New Gold. It's a New, new Gold. gold. Yeah. That's a Lantana Superstar. And uh, Mexican Bird of Paradise, boy, they're showing out all over town. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, they've got some here on sale. In number three pots, Milton. It's a nice size pot. Regular, regular on sale for nineteen eighty eight. Okay. I, I guess they're in bloom. I didn't I seen them. And of course, the real fine. Is that Lynn's Legacy Sinisa? Yeah. Uh, I get sick of these regular colored Sinisas <laughs> around that town. They look so gorgeous. Yeah, they a look so gorgeous. Ago. I just, just want to take a picture of all of them. But uh, this Lynn's Legacy Sinisa, it blooms blue. Where the others bloom kind of purple. All right. Well, listen, we're going to say goodbye for today. What? It's time to go. I didn't say I was through. Oh, what do you else you got? Hurry. Cray Myrtles. Yeah. On sale. Hurry. And Budley's. Budley's on sale, too. And Jerry's, of course, reading this from com, so you can do the same. We'll say goodbye for today. Happy Father's Day. Thanks to Al for doing a great job. I'm Milton Glick, and this is 930 AM, The Answer.